Hey there, my name is Ivo, founder at endinsomnia.com. Welcome to the former Insomniac podcast. After suffering from insomnia for five brutal years and after trying everything to fix it, I developed a new approach targeting the root cause of insomnia, which is actually sleep anxiety or the fear of sleeplessness. In this podcast, I talk about the End Insomnia system, where I share tips, learnings and insights from overcoming insomnia and tell the stories of people who do, so you can apply the principles to end insomnia for good too. If you want to get a 30-day free email masterclass on how to reduce sleep anxiety that people usually paid $200 for, and also receive this podcast as a newsletter every Saturday, go to endinsomnia.com. Today I wanted to discuss major ways for sabotaging sleep during insomnia. So to get control over the process of getting to sleep and staying asleep, we try all sorts of strategies like supplements, bedtime teas, relaxation rituals, sleep hygiene, pills, and many more. We call these sleep efforts and our aim to control our sleep on a night-to-night basis with sleep efforts ends up backfiring and making the situation even more frustrating. Why? Because sleep is a passive biological process that is not controlled by will. Think of your heartbeat. Can you control that? Attempting to use willpower to force yourself to sleep when you experience wakefulness ends up getting in the way of sleep. This is because all that effort signals to your body and mind that there is a threat each night. Even if certain sleep efforts seem to help in the short term, they never address the root problem of the fear of not sleeping, so they don't work long term and can fix insomnia. If you ask someone without insomnia, what do they do to get to sleep? They would say simply something like, nothing, I just lay down and fall asleep. When you withdraw from social activities, cut out all coughing, do nighttime meditation or exercise to that with the intent to sleep that night, all that does is create more anxiety and anticipation around sleep, which has a stimulating effect on your nervous system. This amplifies the vicious cycle of insomnia by making sleep even harder. Ultimately, we must keep living our normal lives so insomnia doesn't control it. Remember, you are never in control of this process in the first place before you had insomnia. You didn't have the hyperarousal, you didn't have the perceptions, the reactions, the behaviors that made sleep so much more difficult. So here are eight ways we're sabotaging our sleep during insomnia. Number one is spending extra hours in bed. So you might try to scrape together a few extra hours by going to bed an hour early, let's say, or staying in bed after you usually get up The problem is spending too long in bed at night sabotages your sleep drive for the following night and it interferes with your long-term ability to overcome insomnia. 
make sure to wake up at the same time every day and have an appropriate sleep window of six and a half to eight hours depending on your unique situation. Number two is medications, alcohol, cannabis and other substances. One side effect of alcohol, THC or sleeping pills is that they can interfere with the natural processes in various sleep stages that help you feel restored. Pills and substances also undermine the possibility of you developing confidence in your natural ability to sleep unassisted. So, as long as you are taking these, you can't fully come to believe that sleep will happen to you without any special effort on your part. They become a physical symbol of your fear of not sleeping and a reminder of how attached you are to your sleep going a certain way. Number three is relaxation and imagination exercises or counting sheep, for example. When you can't sleep, you try breathing techniques, you try relaxation exercises, meditation, imagining a vivid scene. So if you use any of these intending to force sleep to happen, they simply won't work. There is a fine line between using mindfulness meditation in bed to calm the nervous system and between relaxation and breathing exercises to make yourself sleep. Number four is rituals before bed. You may have tried a carefully timed bed to drop your body temperature to induce sleep or you could have an evening cup of herbal tea or smell lavender oil or use some relaxation techniques for a certain amount of time before it's time for bed. All these rituals hold you back because they undermine your faith in your natural ability to sleep without any effort. Number five is avoiding blue light. So if you have insomnia and you hear about this rule, you might stop looking at screens several hours before bed and feeling pretty uneasy being around screens or lights in the evening. While intense blue light exposure could slightly delay your circadian rhythm, many normal sleepers use screens before bed without negative outcomes. Ultimately, it's not looking at screens at night that is causing your insomnia, it is the anxiety about not sleeping. If you use screens before bed, I recommend not exposing yourself to stressful or overly stimulating content such as horror movies or news that may cause anxiety. Number six, withdrawing from social life. When insomnia feels crushing and out of control, it's common to start giving up on things in your life to maximize your chances of sleeping. You might also feel like you can't handle your life anymore due to the fatigue. However, the more you sacrifice parts of your life to manage your insomnia, the more insomnia becomes the center of your life. It's a vicious cycle. This can leave you feeling even more frustrated, powerless and anxious. Putting your life on pause to try to get your insomnia under control increases performance anxiety around sleep because you're life is on pause 
and then the stakes on sleep are even higher. However, the situation starts to change as you gain faith that there is a path to overcome insomnia permanently and you begin to walk that path. Number seven is blaming your inability to sleep on the presence of anxious thoughts and trying desperately to fight or challenge these thoughts. It can be helpful to challenge anxiety-fueling thoughts that may not be realistic. However, if you approach thought challenging with an inflexible and desperate intention to sleep, thinking that you must make these thoughts go away or your night will be ruined, thought challenging might not help calm you down. Number eight, stopping liquids, avoiding certain foods, exercising yourself to death. You may have these rigid rules, such as not drinking any water or any liquids for many hours before bed, to avoid waking up to use the toilet at night, or you might avoid certain foods in the evening that you've read may disrupt sleep. Anything special that you're doing before bed to prepare for sleep that you wouldn't be doing if you didn't have sleep issues in the first place could be considered an unhelpful sleep effort. Another common daytime sleep effort is exercising with the intent of helping you to sleep. While exercise is healthy and can promote sleepiness, if you take up a whole new regime with the intention of putting yourself to sleep, you increase the pressure on yourself to sleep. 